Welcome to The Cloaked. We are a collective of inquiring minds seeking answers to mysteries both past and present. Join us on our journey to discover that which remains hidden. And now, on with the show. Hello and welcome to another episode of The Cloaked. I am your host, White Owl. Hey, it's Pandora. And today we'll have a very... What are you looking at? A ladybug. Oh, okay. The cat was looking at a ladybug, so now I'm looking at a ladybug. Fascinating, fascinating. Easily <laughs> so today, distracted, anyways. So today we'll be looking at a missing, missing 411 episode. And today is the case of Corey Faye. Now... You may not have heard of this case, but it's very interesting and it's very peculiar because it also kind of, as we go through it, it's going to remind you of some of the other cases that that might be a little bit more well-known and they have certain similarities of weirdness and eeriness. Um, But, you know, this case, I mean, it's just not a regular missing 401 case. I mean, um, just like uh, some uh, some of the cases that we we've been going through this one in particular is that of a hunter you know and and in some cases we've talked about some of the guys that go out and they're hunting right they go out there the the yukon or you know somewhere in washington or something they're going out hunting uh maybe they're in idaho or something like that and they're these these guys are experienced hunters right They, they know the wilderness Mm-hmm. You know they're familiar. They know the dangers and they're prepared. Right, they 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 know where they're going. Uh, and they know what they're hunting. You know they've done this several times. You know some of these guys um, have been doing it since you know they were uh, taller. You know they've been you know like hunting is a thing from the family and yeah they're being taken to these you know little expeditions these trips um during hunting season and Corey Fay is definitely no stranger to that he knows what he's doing he's been trained to be out in the wilderness and never mind his age you know he was uh, 17 when he disappeared yeah I was to say he's still a little young he's still but young I mean, but I mean they make it sound like he it wasn't his first rodeo right I mean he I mean, here's the thing. I definitely believe that his age, you know, doesn't really mean a whole lot if he's experienced because I have cousins, you know, who are hunters, who are experienced uh, to go out in the wilderness, who are guides uh, to other hunters and some of the bigger uh, ranches out there. And, you know, some of my cousins were, you know, very young. They were 10, 11 years old giving uh these older people like guiding them through the mm-hmm. wilderness just because they've been there because done that. they know yeah. they've done it they've been doing it for years they've they've been doing it you know every day they go out there and they know where to go they know where to see the tracks they're familiar with the area and so Corey Faye, you know he disappeared in november 23rd of 1991 he you know he's 17 he's still in high school Right. Yeah. And um, with uh, with uh, like the the weekend kind of heading through, you know, he's you know in, in school and stuff. But you know, he, the weekend comes by, and it's their hunting season. And so, you know, he hears of one of his friends is going to go elk hunting, 
and he asked his friend, you know, this is his best friend, one of his best friends, yeah. and asked him, you know, hey, can I can I tag along? And so he says, yeah, sure, come, you know, come with. And so, you know, he goes along with them. He goes uh, with, along with his friend and another friend. You know, there's two two other guys. Um, they go out there in the Thai Valley um, on the fringe of the Badger Creek Wilderness. Now they're going elk hunting. And so, you know, they head out there and they get out to the wilderness. And, you know, again, he, Corey's an experienced, you know, guy. He has his emergency solar pack. He has a compass. He has extra food. He has ammunition, his rifle. He has a backpack. And so he's prepared. You know, he knows what he's doing. And so they go out there, you know, they start setting up and, you know, they're going to go out hunting. And the, the boys agreed to come back at, at the truck. Mm-hmm. At six thirty. Now, if you recall, this is something that a lot of hunters, when they separate, this is something that they always agree. They yeah. agree to a time and a place to come back. Yeah, because you're all going out separate directions. Like you don't know. I mean, obviously, this is back in 1991. But even now, with cell phones or like a walkie-talkie, like right, you don't know if you're going to have that range. Yeah, exactly. That signal. So yeah, you have a set thing. Yeah, and, and again, like you know hunters when you go out there you carry extra ammunition with you you know in case you run into a trouble you run into a bear a, a lion something to keep warm right and but i mean the ammunition you have extra ammunition in case shit happens mm-hmm. and so you get lost you use that ammunition to fire up in the air signal where you are right that, that you're, you're there <laughs> right that you're missing or you're lost or something's happening and you need help and so, again, this is something that a lot of experienced hunters know. And so, again, Corey knows that. And so he's he's prepared. So this is the last time anybody sees him alive. You know, he goes off on his own. And, you know, the guys come back. You know, Mark and his other friend come back. And... That's it. Corey's not back, right? Yeah. That, that, that's it. And so what they do is they call the sheriff, and they I guess this is for the Wasco County uh, Sheriff's Office, and so they immediately come over and they start looking for him. And again, you know, just like any other search and rescue, everything is deployed: helicopters, uh, head hikers, dogs. head dogs, uh, dogs. Uh, what is it cadaver seeking dogs mm-hmm. um and so they even had a guy like a from an indian reservation who was like a man tracker like like an actual tracker of people yeah so they had all kinds of had, resources yes the, the resources was you know an, an immense amount and they had over 250 search and rescue people out there looking for Corey. Now they're looking in a twelve square mile uh, area in within the ten days. Now they didn't find a trace yeah. of him at all, you know. And one of the things that was happening is, um, it was snowing, right? Yeah. And, and so they, the sheriff, didn't believe that Corey would not head north. In the area that they were. So the elevation wasn't a thing. It's something that they didn't think that Corey would have gone to. Like, why would you go up to the colder and snowier 
snowier area. The thicker right? snow area, right. Yeah. Because from what we know, the helicopters went up north and they saw that it, it was thick with snow. It was very thick with snow. They didn't think that Corey would have gone that direction because he would have been slowed down. Because... Well, it just defied logic. Like It defied logic, right. Like, why would you go ahead north? into the snow like are you gonna walk through like a straight flat path or are you gonna like go through rocks and like thorns you know right it was just like why exactly (laughs) exactly and so why do that and so one of the things that we know is that the snow now the snow was thick now we know based on what we're informed what the sheriff has said was that the snow was about waist deep now, that's a good amount of snow to slow you down. Like, why would you continue heading north? That's hard to get through. Exactly. Yeah. So why why do that? And so they didn't think that that was going to be a thing. They didn't think that that was the probability for that was no. There's no way. So the search and rescue continued. This is now, this is the 23rd of November. Now, this continued on through the 1st of December until they terminated. Now, a few volunteers... Two weeks, roughly. Right. And, and a few volunteers did continue searching for Corey. His family did. His family after did. After the official search right. was called and, off. Sure. And, so, and so, you know, it was one of those things where, like, well, you know, they're not finding anything. You know, they're... Nothing. They're nothing. Not a thing. Nothing. And I'm talking about none of his belongings... No footprints, no nada, nothing. And I'm, and he had stuff. He was carrying stuff. Yeah, because they said he was carrying a compass for one, his rifle, food, ammunition. He had supposedly an emergency solar blanket and a backpack. So, I mean, he had things on him. He had gear to help him out. Right. Yeah, he had stuff. And so, and this is one of the this is one of the interesting parts is that sometime during the search and rescue, the FBI was called. Mm-hmm. Um, Which is now, much not typical, not typical, but not much was said about it. Yeah. Um, and so again, you and, and and anytime we've talked about us missing four hundred one case, rarely do the FBI show up. They only show up for kidnappings, murder. You know, things like that that will relate and require the FBI. When there's, like, indication of foul play. Right. Or something different because missing 401 is just, like, well, they're missing. They're missing. He could have wandered off and got to them. Right. Like, not foul play. Right. So why would the sheriff call the FBI? Now, that kind of leaves a lot of questions because, Mm -hmm. again, we've talked about the FBI showing up to to these type of cases. To these missing 401 cases, especially the very peculiar ones. Um, and so there, like again, there was no show of foul play or anything like that. So why were the FBI called? Now, nothing happens. There's no, there again, no proof of where he went. Where did Corey go? You know, that's the million dollar question. Where did Corey go? What happened? So nothing happens for a while mm-hmm. until September. I believe it was... Uh, let me see. Uh, September September eighteenth, when uh, a couple of I think there were hikers stumbled upon his backpack mm-hmm. and rifle. It's like a whole year later, almost right 
a little under a year, right? Yeah, little, little about, I would say, yeah, a little bit under a year. Um, and so, again, they discovered his these belongings. And what's what's strange about this? It's that the elevation. Now we said that there was no way Corey would have gone so high up north. Now his elevation was six thousand five hundred feet. That's 10 miles from where he was last seen. Yeah. And about 3,000 feet higher than where he was last seen. Right. So he went away and up from where he was quite a bit. Exactly. And so what's even more strange is that a quarter mile from where his backpack was found, they found a small bone fragment and a tooth. Just one tooth. Mm-hmm. But it was confirmed that it was his. Yeah, right. Until records showed. Yeah. So, you know, why did he go that far? Like, why and what happened? You yeah, know? and considering at the time, like if the it, if the direction he went in was going through waist deep snow. Mm-hmm. I mean, ten miles is a long ways, regardless. And then in that kind of weather, it's just like. It didn't make really sense. Difficult. Right. And it just didn't make any sense for him to go in that direction. Now, you know, with him going with him going to that level, to going that far, you know, up to then people thought that he had survived in the elements because he was very well trained. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is and this goes to show you that People believed he was so well trained that he would have survived up there. Like they thought that if anybody were to survive, Corey would have survived. Like he was, he was good. Out he there. was good out out there. He was meant for the elements to be out there to be a hunter to be a survivalist. And so, you know, for for not finding him at all. I mean, and here's the thing: they only found. A tooth. Where are his clothes? Where are his shoes? Where are his Any boots? Where are his socks? Where are the uh, exactly? Where's his skull? Where's his bones? Where are his ribs, vertebrae? You name it. Where, where is the rest of him? Like, how did you just end up with the tooth? Yes, there? exactly. That now, almost made me wonder. Like, well, what if he's still alive? Right. What if he? What if he fell and chipped the tooth or cracked the tooth out or something? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you could lose a tooth. Right. But then doesn't explain the other bone fragments. Yeah, like that because we don't know what those are. From. Right, there's no way to. I mean, with our limited technology now, it's kind of no way to tell exactly what are those from, unless we are able to test it, the density and stuff like that. Maybe it's a it's a possibility to kind of severely test it, but you run the risk of damaging the fragments. Uh, so. There, there. You know, we're very limited, right, with the information as 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 we have it. Now, where do we go from here? I mean, you see that he, from where he was last seen, test ten miles, ten miles. Corey seems fit, right? I mean, he's a hunter. He knows the outdoors. He's seventeen. He's I mean, seventeen. He's, not like he's some young. Old man. <laughs> he's not some old fart that's not going to be able to. <laughs> reach that that distance you can he looks like he can do 10 miles easily so 
but why go so far in the elevation? Now, where the area where he ends up, and for a good for a good distance, he would have been walking in waist deep snow. So, in the area he was at, again, he would have had to go through waist deep snow, right? Yeah. Well, one of the things they also looked into when the helicopter flew by, they also looked for animal tracks. Now, they didn't find any to lead into the area that he's at, as far as they have record for it. You know, they just didn't see any animal tracks whatsoever mm-hmm. during their whole search. That's so, unusual. Which is unusual. And so, in the area where they found his backpack, his backpack wasn't torn up. His backpack was his backpack wasn't um, attacked. There was no tears. Again, they didn't find any articles of clothing, so he wasn't attacked by any animal. Now, if he did die where his tooth, let's just say he died where his tooth is, mm-hmm. where they found it, they would have found remains of the other bones, remains of clothes, with names like thread you know they would have found a lace a piece of shoe you know they would a shoe a whole boot whatever he was wearing so i feel like they would have found something there now people thought well well you know we'll we'll dive into the theories here but people thought well maybe what if his and, and this is again speculatory right um people thought well maybe he was killed before getting to the location Right, right. Like if we're going with the foul play, if we go with the theory. foul play. What if somebody killed them before they got to the location? Whether it be a, one of those friends or somebody else. Yeah. You know that was something that was circulated during the or time. Accidentally killed. Well, even. Yes, because during the search, they thought, well, if he would have survived out there, he was the best person to survive out there. Um, but let's say he was out there and somebody accidentally shot him. Another hunter. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe not necessarily the other boys, but another hunter that was out there accidentally shot him. They would have gotten his body and buried him somewhere nearby. But again, the cadaver dogs didn't find anything. They didn't find a trace of him. Now, one can say, well, they didn't look north. Well, yeah, that's true. They didn't look north, but they also had dogs that weren't cadaver dogs that were just looking for him specifically mm-hmm. that didn't find a trail or a scent of him so you know you would have thought that the dogs would have led you north like dead or alive they should have or could have picked up something right exactly they would have picked up his scent so and none of that was picked his gun as far as i know wasn't shot it wasn't fired so that means that when he went up there, he hadn't used it at all. Um, I think if he was in danger, if he was being chased by a bear or a mountain lion or a cougar or something like that, he would have shot it. Um, there would have been a round, you know, shot off, you know, and you don't, there's no evidence or information about that. And so, you know, you try to wonder well, what else could have happened while he was out there. You know, did he get in trouble with some was somebody chasing him was he being followed um the whole accidental shooting comes into play some people say that he just didn't make it up there um you know there's just a lot of ideas of what could have happened um to him now his 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 story 
does ring a bell with some other cases, some other hunters. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some of the other hunters that we've talked about uh, before. Now, I know we've uh, done the story of, uh, what, what's his name? Charles um, Charles McCuller. Remember that one? Where he was, when they found his his pants and his jacket and stuff like that. And they found his socks and his boot. And they found like an ankle bone in the socks. Oh, Remember yeah. that case? Yes. That, and we were trying to figure out um, how did that occur? Because... If it was an animal attack, they would have torn everything to him to shreds. And his pants were undone. They were unzipped. Uh, his belt was loose. And again, like they, like the rest of him was pretty much gone. They called him the melting man because his clothes, the way it were, what's if like if He's he was laying there. Right. Now that happened in Crater Lake. Um, and so that was just one of the strangest uh, cases. Um, it might also ring, you, it might also ring a bell. Um, and it might, you might recall another case that we talked about, uh, that Bart Schreiler, mm-hmm. the one from the Yukon where he was in up, up, up there in Alaska and he was doing the, uh, what was it? Like he was doing the, uh, whole hunting with bow with a bow and arrow yeah. kind of thing. Also very experienced. Right? Yes. Also he extremely experienced. And again, they found him, they found his, his stuff without him, you know? And, and so that was another peculiar case where that was so very, that's a very strange thing. But here, if, if you're looking at Corey, if he would have been robbed, they would have taken his stuff. Like, why not take his backpack? Why not take his the rifle? Gun. Yeah, exactly. So that you you rule that out. He wasn't, you know, attacked for whatever he had. I always feel like their stuff is just placed there afterwards. You think that something happens and then they just place it back on purpose? You know, like maybe afterwards. Like after something happened, it you know always what I mean? just seems kind of like here. Here's a little bit of closure. You know what I mean? Right. And then, oh, okay. Well, there's a tooth. Okay. About a year later, right? right. Yeah. Because it even almost seems like either nothing's found or whatever is found is super inconclusive, or it's found like about a year later. Right. Yeah, exactly. Like, it, and it's it, like they already looked there. Yes, I was gonna say that. <laughs> I was gonna say it. It turns out to be a place that they already did their search. Now with Corey, again, it's kind of a bit of a mystery because nobody they didn't go up there. They didn't think to look up there, right? And so, True. Um, if people thought, well, maybe he got lost and he headed to the wrong direction. Well, the grandparents and his his family said that wouldn't be the case because he knew if he got lost to go downstream because that would eventually take you to civilization. That would take you to people. Mm-hmm. Why head up north? That's just the wrong direction. Like, and why would you do to, that? To go in the direction of like water, right? Like if right. you're by a body of water, like you follow it downstream. Because that always leads you to, like, civilization, right? Or a town or something. Yeah. I mean, he had those kinds of, like, basic survival instincts. And it just doesn't really add up. Like... No, It makes me think, like, well, did something... 
happened to him to where what like did he lose consciousness and then you know more stuff happened right like i know he was young but it even occurred to me like well what if he had some kind of like crazy health issue that just like that day like his heart gave out or something you know like it happens got a brain aneurysm he had a, a stroke he you know became disoriented because he had low blood pressure or he had a low sugar or something like that you know, uh, he had epilepsy. You, you just don't know when yeah. it comes to these things because suddenly, you know, something could happen uh, when no one's around Super and that kind of sucks. wrong place, wrong time. Right. But, well, like, again, no trace. Zero. Like, what? Right. And you kind of left left wondering, you know, what could could have happened because you also, you also got to remember, they, the sheriff called the FBI. Right, which means, because he was baffled. Right. At, the fact that they weren't finding any sort of trace or lead, you mm-hmm. know, with even with animals, with helicopters, like, I think they thought something was up. Something happened. They knew something happened. And, of course, they happened. have the friends, right? Which, right. that's a theory in and of itself, but, like, nothing really ever came out of that. Because supposedly, like, they even may have given one of the youngest ones a lie detector test, or they thought about doing it. Right. Uh, but, of course, these are kids, too, right? Yeah. Like, well, well, I don't know if all of them are kids. I mean, it, one could assume that they're all 17. 17, 18, right. roughly. But, I mean, you got you really got a lot of th- a lot to think about here, because, again, you look at, uh, at the situation, and you have all these questions, like the question about his clothes, where are they? Uh, why would, and anything, because also found his coat, why would Corey remove his coat? Uh, well, because that's why a lot of th- people think hypothermia, right? right? Because yes. you start to, like, do weird shit, like, take off your right. clothes, even though it's freezing. But, but th- so this is something we always talked about. Any survivalist and anybody who struggled to be out there have said they've never taken off their coat. Yeah. It, it's only been one or two cases that's rarely found one or two cases rarely in the last century the last century now when when you ask search and rescue people when they found people out there in the snow out there in the cold they usually they find and and if they have passed they find them still wearing their coat and they're in some kind of position where they were trying to get warm like in a fetal position or something yeah right and so a lot of people don't believe in that. They don't believe that he would have taken off his coat. You know what I mean? So, but it, but then again, if that was true, the myth always extends to he would have gone completely naked and walking in the fucking snow. But well, well, where's is the rest of his clothes? You know what where's I mean? Where's the rest of him? Yeah, honestly. Like, exactly. That's... And And then if you do believe he went out there, you think he, prior to hitting that area... You think he would have walked three miles in waist deep of snow? Because that's how much they estimated that he would have walked through waist deep of snow. Three miles. Yeah. No, like it's not I don't an believe insane that. distance, but when you put it like, okay, plus snow, waist deep, it just doesn't make any sense. Right. And so this is, I mean, it's just a long thing because, uh, you know, why would he go so far? Like the distance, 10 miles. It's doable, 
But if you're only going for a day trip, hunting, yeah, why would you do ten miles? And I mean, I don't know exactly what it looks like from where they went, but it sounds like they went to an area where they knew that there was elk. Right. They didn't get anything. They didn't even see elk, which they thought right. was weird. Yeah, they didn't, they didn't um, see anything. But they, it sounds like they had been there before. And so I'm thinking like, well, they all split up from this, you know, point A and they all went to their own, you know, point B, whatever. Right. Different directions. Yeah. And, like, and let's say he was trying to get back. I mean, like, I feel like you would know down from the up, direction north that you're south. going back to right. as opposed to, like, going up into yeah. the snow. Like, you know you're not going in the right direction. You, like, why would you... You would know. Right. So, what do you, th- what do you, what do you think happened? What do, what are the... What are the I, I know the main theories is that, you know, he got lost, disoriented, you know, yeah. took off his clothes, the whatever. Elements, the usual. Uh, he was killed by a hunter and buried out there which we would think that there would be some kind of evidence based or or the cadaver dogs would have found that um the his friends or somebody murdering him before mm-hmm. he went out there which i don't believe um you know there's even some there's even some case where you know perhaps he was shot while on the hunting trip and there's this alleged story that there was a CCT footage at a McDonald's of some man driving his truck. Mm-hmm. And at the back of the truck, what looked like is his either a body or maybe it's a deer that's in the back. Um, again, that's unfounded because there's no I there. I couldn't find the footage of this alleged CCTV um, that supposedly was out there. Uh so, you know, I don't believe that. And then the uh, animal attack. Again, there's just no evidence or shred of his clothes out there that was found. So that's like another thing. Well, you know, where's that at? Um, you know, some people thought that he maybe set out camp somewhere out there and then, you know, maybe decided to go live out in nature. You know, decided to go live out in the, in the woods because he had the skill set. But um there's this there's this thing that was posted i don't don't know how long ago um a friend of his steve steve lopez uh said he uh, that Corey had a bad week at school or something like that that he had Mm -hmm. a bad time and he just wasn't dealing with it very well and so he was not feeling good and so uh, he felt pretty pretty low you know pretty down and so he decided to go on this trip and then that maybe, maybe because of the way he was feeling, that he just wanted to not be found, that he just took off. You know, there's also the idea that he might have committed suicide while out there. But then again, where's the body? You go back to the where yeah, is the he body? Yeah, he dispose of himself after right. killing himself. Did he just no shoot sense. himself and then somehow dug a hole and buried himself? Mm, like right, that doesn't happen. No. So what happened to him? You know, and, and I just don't. None of the theories make any sense. I don't buy this. I don't buy any of those theories. Suicide thing per se, because you know, and I know we just had a similar case with the Hillary Sharma right. case that we talked about in Ohio, mm-hmm. but it's always too easy to say an animal attack, the element, or suicide. Right. But it's you just, have nothing to back that up, and you know, no obviously, we, there's nothing to back up anything really. But right. Why jump to those conclusions then? Exactly. Because, uh, 
I mean, maybe there was. I, I'm inclined to think there was foul play because I just think it's so weird that he just like up and vanished. No traces. And I mean, I'm not saying it was the friends, but somebody like there's right. potential foul play or something like that. Because yes. I just think it's weird how like a year later almost you find just his stuff. Uh-huh. And like one piece of him. Here's, Almost like, was he even there? Yes, was he even there? Oh, and that's a very good idea because it leads me to my theory. This is my theory. And it's a sinister one because it, it, it takes you onto the very dark area where, okay, if what Steve said was true, if people at this party were making fun of him and didn't like him and were mad at him, what if these friends were some of those people, right? And they killed him, right? Let's say they killed him and buried him somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Said that he was going to go on this hunting trip, right? Either you killed him beforehand, right? Before they went on this said hunting trip. Mm-hmm. They took his hunting gear. They went out there, right? And, and they placed his stuff out there. You know, they went 10 miles north. And they... Put those things out there. And where is he? Buried somewhere else. Not in the woods. Well, that's kind of what some people said. It was like, well, they told authorities like, hey, we, you know, drove over here, decided to go our separate ways and come back to the vehicle at 630. Right. They could have just said that. And said, this is the directions we went. And you throw off the entire search. Right. Well, yeah. So, like, everybody went this way. And technically, you know, that we were never searching the right place to begin right. with. Because what's the best way to throw cops? Well, you know, hey, we were all over here at this park. And this, you know, uh, and we went hunting over here. And this is where we last saw him. Right here. This area. Even though you you may have committed the murder somewhere else in the city, on the other side of the city, who knows, far. Yeah. Far away from this park, from this area. It just makes me think, like, because they said, you know, he did have his, his rifle on him. He had ammunition. He had the ability to, like, fire some shots or do something. And I don't think any of that ever happened. Right. And so it just seems kind of weird, like... Whatever happened to him, it's almost like he didn't get a chance. Right, exactly. To attempt to survive the wilderness or the elements or whatever. I kind of tend to think, did did they even, like, dust the rifle for fingerprints? I mean, would anything be there after that I mean, probably not. I mean, it's been so long. And it's out there in the elements. The elements, you know, the odds of anything... It, with rain and shit like that, there's a good chance that a, no prince would have survived. Um, you know, eventually the oils on that fade out. I mean, unless it was just placed there. Right. But, <laughs> um, but they would have have to have done that when it was found. You know what I mean? But I'm pretty sure peop- with you would have to take the fingerprints of the people who found it as well. Anybody who handled the, the rifle to rule them out. Yeah. Out of the other fingerprints they, they would have found. You know what I mean? Um, it's just a, it's just another strange missing person. 
You know, there's just no other information as where he could have gone, you know? And again, I don't buy any of these theories. I just, I don't know what has happened in all these cases. I just feel like whatever it is, it it just sounds very staged by the time they do find something. Right. Because it's been such a long time. I almost feel like they just kind of put stuff out there every now and then so nobody thinks it's that weird. Right. Do you think what something that Sai uh, would have thought <laughs> if Sai was here? Sai would have probably thought something more on on the far deep end. He would have thought it was something like, and I I probably would have said something similar to it or agreed to it that something more sinister is occurring. That they're calling the FBI, mm-hmm. and there's something that they know. That's happening in the woods. Something's out there. And maybe they find the things of the of the individual. They take it away, right? Maybe there's another search team that's like not nothing related to the government, you know, underground, who knows. And they're placing it back in place because they know something's out there. Like, it always, I mean, and I'm going to say this, not to say that this is what happened, but it always just kind of seems like this person just vanishes into thin air, is like plucked out of there and reappears with, well, some stuff reappears mm-hmm. miles away. Right. Like, how? How? And then it'll always be something weird about it. Like, oh, we right. just found shoes or, oh, we just found this. Yeah, Exactly. It, it never makes any sense. And it, it's never consistent with an animal attack. Right. Like, oh, everything was intact, so no blood, no shredded, this or that, you know. Right. And what kind of animal just leaves a tooth? You know what I mean? Like, to devour even the clothes yeah, and, like, the and the bones or shoe and everything. Or whatever. Like, right. That doesn't seem... I mean, obviously, they're not going to, like, undress a person. Right. But, I mean, it just seems like, well, did they attack him there and was he dragged i mean if it was an animal attack like was he beaten up there and a tooth fell out you know what i mean yeah and i even thought because you know i was like okay what if he did commit suicide and like shot himself i mean could he have shot out a tooth right but he had a rifle like that's not the most practical weapon for that. And I don't know what kind of rifle it was, but either way, it would have done damage. And again, you know, if he had really committed suicide then and there, they probably would have found something. Somebody would have found something. Because he's not going to dispose of himself. Right. (laughs) What if somebody else found him, didn't want to deal with it, and then buried it, or, you know, buried his body somewhere, or something like that. But then again, the cadaver dogs would have found him. We go back to the cadaver dogs. We go back to the body. We go back to the clothes and missing his missing clothes and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, I don't know. It's, it's a fucking mystery. And I think it will always be a mystery because we just don't have anything, you know, until somebody is out there again and finds something else. You know, I think that's that, I think that's what's going to happen. I mean, maybe one day, you know, somebody stumbles upon something. Or they find him somewhere else, completely not in this area, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean. I think so. Those are my thoughts. Those are my closing <laughs> thoughts. 
Um, guys, I hope you liked and enjoyed this episode. Again, share, like, give us a rating on iTunes. Let your friends know about us and we'll see you on the next episode. Laters. <laughs>